This is Coach Lou Holtz, and you're listening to Building Championship Mindsets, the podcast with Dr. Amber Selke, from the locker room to the boardroom. Dr. Amber is the best in the business at helping you and your team build the mindset that drive results. So lock in. If you can take just one thing away from today and implement it into your life, I know you'll be a better person and a better leader, coach, athlete, parent, or spouse. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Building Championship Mindsets, the podcast. This is your host, Dr. Amber Selking, and today we are wrapping up season three, which has been entitled Lead to Win. For just over the past four months, so we started back, the first episode for season three came out in February 12th of this year. So it seems like forever ago to me, and it seems like yesterday, um, as I know my own life has grown and changed and evolved in that very short amount of time, and I hope that yours has as well. Um, Not only from what you have going on outside of you, but also what you have going on within you. And so today in our final episode, I just want to take some time for us to spend together reflecting and recapping on where we've been over the last several weeks and really take a look back and see what we learned. And like I ask my clients all the time, what went really well for you over the last several weeks of our journey together on leadership? And why did that go well? What are some things that you need to do better as a leader? And how do you plan on doing that? And finally, what are two to three things that you feel like you've learned about yourself over the last several weeks of this journey? Here at the Selking Performance Group, we are all about helping individuals, teams, and organizations understand and leverage two important components, mindset and leadership, to unleash performance excellence and drive results. And we work from the locker room to the boardroom, so from the sports space to the business space, on really, again, unpacking those two components of mindset and leadership, and then building systems and processes around that. As many of you know, season one and season two of the podcast were really centered around that mindset component. And season three really took us into leadership, looking at different leadership principles each week, right, and pairing that with a mindset principle, and then following up with an interview of a leader in a space, right? And we talked to people from leadership coaching space, to the sports space, to the business space, to the military, to education, to really look at holistically how is leadership driving results? Listen, everything rises and falls on leadership, everything. If you look around and you see a family not functioning well, leadership. If you look around and you see a community struggling, leadership. If you look around and see an edge of school, leadership. If you look around and see a business, leadership, right? If they're thriving or falling apart, it's leadership. And we really, really have a heart to equip people and organizations to understand really how do we optimize and tap into what we know about leadership. And again, I hope you were able to take um, as much as I was from the guests that we were able to hear from over the last several weeks. And also as you just pondered some of the different principles throughout the course of the last several weeks on who you are and how you lead, right? I think that, you know, we started week one with looking at personal identity, this whole mindset principle of know thyself and and understand that's not the mindset principle, I'm sorry, that's the leadership principle of know thyself, paired with the mindset principle of mindfulness, right? Just being aware of your thoughts, of your emotions, of your situation that you're in. And as leaders, right, what we learned was that great leaders know that they must lead in to effectively lead out. 
And if you're struggling with that right now, reach out to us. We have a team of performance coaches that are really invested and and desire to come alongside of you to help you understand more about who you are as an individual and as a leader so that you can lead in, right? Lead yourself really, really well, and then work with you on, well, then how do I lead out and influence those around me? And that's what we talked about in lead one or week one. Geez, I'm getting so excited about this word lead, right? I just keep saying it Um, because we talked with Tom Mendoza, right? the vice chairman of NetApp. And he he made the comment that people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And he also said that we, as leaders, we must lead from the front. It's not enough to sit in the back and say, oh, I, I just, I'm just the supporting cast, or I just lead you know, by example. I, you have to lead from the front, right? One, by your example, but also by your words, your actions, your behaviors, your communication style, the systems that you put into place. Leaders are visible. We have to understand and accept that responsibility if we if we do want to have the biggest influence that we can. You know, those under our span of care, we have to be intentional about leading from the front. And that starts with that foundation of knowing thyself. We then went on to talk about creating culture, right? How do we do that? We hear over and over that that culture wins, right? Um, Culture can help bridge talent gaps. Culture can help um, optimize strategies that might not originally be optimized, right? Culture can fill in the cracks when the X's and O's fall apart. And so we talked about visioneering with passion and persistence and, and the role of the leader, right? And communicating the vision, creating a vision, a mission, values, Right, and and we talked about the power of the mind and and how we think, right, and how the mind can conceive things, and once the mind conceives it, the body can achieve it. And as we create in our minds that envisioned future, then we put it together with a strategic communication plan to visioneer it, right, and cast that vision to our people. Because without vision, people perish. We talked about that, right? Without vision, people perish. And it's not often, it can be a physical death, but it's often a mental death, an an emotional death, a spiritual death, an inefficiency death, right? A disengagement death. 85% of our workforce is disengaged. 85%. That is heartbreaking and alarming all at once. Because if you were to go back and you, you, whoever is your, your HR department or Whoever tracks these things, find out what is the cost of your, in your business of disengagement? What's the cost to our students of disengagement in the classroom? We have to create a culture that ignites passion, inspires motivation through what we cast as a worthwhile endeavor for achieving. Right? Listen, if we don't have a clear future, clear vision, clear results, fuzzy vision, fuzzy results, uh, lame vision, lame results, boring vision, boring results. What culture are you creating? That starts with your vision, right? And and culture drives sustainable winning. It's that culture, right? That permeates as people come and go, as markets rise and fall. Culture sustains winning throughout the course of that. And Justin Moss, right? The founder of Entree Legacy Group, who we spoke with during that, that week's episodes, said that we can create a culture of high trust and high accountability when we have the right systems in place that facilitate our culture. So that conversation that we had was a lot about system development, right? And how important it is for culture to be sustainable. They have to have systems that 
um, that, that allow the vision and the mission and the core values that we have to replicate, right? It can't just be, you know, once a year we talk about what our vision is and what our core values are. No, we, we have to, culture is about living and breathing and thriving and integrating and have a heartbeat in your organization. If you ask yourself, what's the, what's the culture of your company or your team, your organization? It'd be like, what's the pulse, right? What's the pulse of your organization? Is it fast and furious? Is it anxious? Is it, is it depressed? Is it slow? Is it angry? Is it frustrated? Is it alive? Is it invigorated? Is it envisioned, right? What's the pulse of your organization? And here's the other thing. If you don't like it, change it. If you don't like it, change it. I can't stand when people talk and sit around and complain about stuff and then don't go to work trying to fix it. As leaders, as influencers, as coaches, as teachers, as parents, as friends in your relationship, if you don't like the culture of what you got going on, go change it or shut up. I mean, I, I'm, I am, I'm sorry, that was aggressive, but I'm serious. I don't, ain't nobody got time for that. I remember the first time I went to, to work when I was fresh out of college, somehow I, I was in a group setting office and somehow our office became the pit stop for everybody to stop on the way to the water cooler or on their way back to their desk or on their way out that day and complain and complain. And I sat there for several weeks just with my back turned trying to finish my work. And finally, one day I spun around. I said, listen, here's a new rule. No complaining in our office. I don't have time for this and neither do any of you. Because I never also I never also hear solutions to what you're talking about. And I also don't want to hear you talking about other people unless you, and, and not unless, you need to go address it with that person. And if you've discussed it with that person and it's not getting better, you don't complain about it here. We problem solve here. Everybody just sort of looked at me like, uh, right? I am a loving, caring uh, person, but but I don't have time for that. Nobody does. It's depressive to our mindsets. It's depressive to our spirits. It kills our productivity. It kills our creativity. So we've got to get a grasp on the culture that we have, and we have got to be maniacal about creating a culture that we believe in, that we are proud of, that we want to replicate. And think about it this way. If your son or daughter goes to work one day, would you want them to go to work or go, go play sports in the culture that you've created on your team? If the answer is no, change it, right? It, I mean, it's okay if you have a bad culture. It's not okay if you let the bad culture persist. And that's what we were talking about here. So, so again, go back and check out when we were talking about culture, if you re- re- need to tune up on that topic. Um, but then we moved into talking about standards of excellence, right? And how do we, one, create standards of excellence, but then two, create the buy-in necessary to get our team and organization aligned and activated around those standards of excellence. And the mindset principle that we paired that with was grit, right? Passion and perseverance toward a long-term goal. That's what grit is. And so great leaders know that standards of excellence can actually activate grit in others. And I, I hope you you're seeing the building nature of this, right? This isn't just I've picked topics from random places and put them together. Um, through my years of, of studying leadership development and working with teams and building teams, right? I've positioned each of these in, in a building block mechanism, right? That Of a process that we can go about to ensure great leadership is happening. Again, it starts with ourselves. It, it goes into creating a culture by casting a vision and creating that mission and core values. And then we start 
start talking about standards of behavior. How are we going to act on a day-to-day basis so that we are are living out of our core values and that we are, are accomplishing the mission so that we can live into the vision? Right. And and it when we have the vision, which is the clear future, and we've got the mission, grit, long-term passion and perseverance toward goals. That the vision and mission are the goals, right? And so when we clarify that and we set these standards of behavior, it can activate grit or that passion and perseverance in our people to keep moving forward and driving towards what's next. And so we must understand, communicate, and reinforce standards relentlessly, relentlessly. Um, During that time, we had to talk, we had the opportunity to speak with Barbara Falkenberry, who is a retired two-star major general. And she made this just powerful statement. You know, she gave us the story of how she led her people right after 9-11. And she, she had this powerful phrase where she said, we must steal the souls of our people to commit to a purpose. We must steal the souls of our people to commit to a purpose. Oh, I just got the chills when she said that. It was like this moment of of invigoration and just um, solitude all at once, right? Of just quietness. Wow. We must steal the souls of our people to commit to a purpose. Is what you're after that important? Because <laughs> some of you are like, I don't know if my work is really stealing my soul to do anything, you know, and, and, and hardening and firming my steadfast mindset toward pursuit of it, regardless of what happens. If it's not, reevaluate. What is your purpose for what you're doing? Develop a commitment, a standards of behavior of, and listen, it doesn't have to be, um, about coming back from a tragedy like 9-11, right? It can be in your families. What matters so much to you that it is gonna steal your soul towards accomplishing that purpose? And these standards of behavior and excellence can help us align with that type of intensity and intentionality every single day. Because then we moved into talking about communication, right? And how communication drives everything. And as leaders, we have to communicate with clarity, and compassion, right? Clarity being um, a conciseness, a directness, so that there's no ambiguity involved, but also a compassion of really meeting people where they are and trying to communicate in ways that that don't break their souls, right? Break their spirit, but but motivates them towards uh, getting better and improving and moving forward and staying committed to the vision, right? And we talked about the mindset principle of storytelling and how storytelling is a powerful way to, for us to communicate because it actually literally starts to sink our brainwaves at the neurological level. I'm not going to go into that right now. If you want to learn more, go back and listen to that episode. Um, Again, where communication drives everything and we talk about that. But it's a powerful mechanism to align our people, right? Because great leaders know that everything they say, don't say, do, and don't do matters, 60% of our communication as leaders, as anybody, right, is nonverbal. Only 40% of our communication is verbal, which means that, again, everything we say and don't say, do and don't do matters. And we must be intentional with every element of our communication, our words, our attitudes, our behaviors, our interactions with other people. Right, we have to be intentional with that. Todd Gongwer, who's a leadership coach and author of Lead for God's Sake, made the comment: "We must manage the construction of our heart because from our character flows our words, attitudes, and behaviors." 
aka our influence, right? That's what we're communicating. Our words, our attitudes, and our behaviors come out. I heard an awesome analogy the other day that, you know, if you squeeze an orange, what comes out? Orange juice, right? Well, what if you paint it yellow or paint it red and it's, you, you want it to look like an apple and you squeeze it? What still comes out? Orange juice, because it's an orange. When you get squeezed, what comes out? And listen, we all get squeezed. That's the nature of life. That's the nature of business. That's the nature of sport. That's the nature of families, of communities. You're going to get squeezed. Don't act like you're just going to sit there on a, as a nice round orange on the countertop forever and be, and be just looked at and admired. It's not going to happen, right? You're either going to rot from staleness or you're going to get squeezed. And what's going to come out? Your character determines what comes out when we get squeezed, when we're under pressure, when our backs are against the wall, when we're frustrated, when we have deadlines. And so again, Todd talked a lot about the construction of our heart and our character because that is ultimately what is going to drive what comes out in our communication, that is our words, our attitudes, and our behaviors when it matters most. We then went into talking about team dynamics, right? Where we talked about empowering our people to deliver excellence, empowering individuals to deliver excellence. That is a critical thing that we talked about, right? In terms of when we talk about our people, sometimes it's it's easy to think about a broad amount of people and we want to empower them, right? But that keeps it very general. It keeps it too broad and it doesn't hold us accountable enough as leaders when we say just our people, our teams. Individuals. We have to empower individuals to deliver their very, very best. And that's when we talked about the mindset principle um, from the field of positive psychology of broaden and build, right? And why positive um, positive emotions, I'm sorry, are so important because positive emotions start to expand our mental capacities, our problem-solving abilities, our emotional spectrums, and it creates an upward spiral where our minds start to broaden and we start to build psychological and social resources so that we can solve problems, so that we can navigate the ups and downs and adversities of life. And as leaders, if we want to empower our people, our individuals on our teams, then we have to know them personally, build relationships one-on-one, and then really tap into the power of positive emotions to help empower them, strengthen them, to navigate and be able to deal with the adversity and ups and downs of life. Because great leaders are incredibly secure in their own skin and skill And they trust the individuals on their team to extend and expand the excellence they're after as they pursue the mission, right? Empowering others is about feeling confident in yourself. That's why, again, we started at we have to first lead in before we can effectively lead out. And so uh, being able to empower others means that you're secure in yourself. And when we leverage positive emotions in our own world, broaden our own physical, psychological resilience in ourselves, it allows us to empower others. And that's when we had the opportunity to talk to CEO of Lippert Components Incorporated, Mr. Jason Lippert. And he made the comment, listen, we can't be afraid as leaders to step into people's lives because how we treat people in the workplace and how we send them home every night determines what kind of world we live in. 
So since we're on the topic of Lippert components and talking about Jason, I have some fun news to share with all of you. I have recently accepted a position with Lippert components. So after our interview, um, Jason was, we just had so, so much alignment on how we thought about people and culture and, and changing the world in general, right? That he offered, offered me a position in his company. And so I'm the director of people performance now at Lippert components. I'm still going to be um, managing and running the Selkie performance group and doing training and speaking and working with Notre Dame football. Um, But I I have the opportunity to come alongside this incredible organization as the director of people performance and really looking at, man, are they doing some incredible things? I know if you don't know about it, go back and listen to that episode. I'm trying to keep this this one concise. Um, But they have some incredibly powerful and very, they, we, we, I get to say we now, we have some incredibly powerful and very intentionally developed programming for our people to empower them at the individual level to change hearts, change minds, transform lives, and change how we run business and how we send our people home to their families. And I could not be more honored and privileged and thrilled slash excited slash adrenaline filled (laughs) to be joining this incredible team. Um, to really again help make sure all of our all of our from our leadership development to our dream achiever program to our our human management our people people management system HR right we're changing the name of that too they're just awesome in terms of being creative with our people processes and making sure we're just all aligned and on the same page and running towards the same mission and so um, I, I'll be talking a lot about them as you can imagine but make sure you go check that check us out because it's pretty spectacular what Jason has uh, started as the leader and the CEO and his heart and his vision and his mission is so strong and so captivating. And he's just an incredible model of every one of these principles that we've talked about. So again, step into people's lives so that we can empower them and create powerful team dynamics. The next things that we talked about were that systems drive sustainability, right? And we must seek continuous improvement. If we're if things are going really, really well, a lot of teams, organizations, leaders have a tendency to say, okay, things are good. Let's just maintain, right? So that we can stay good. Where excellence, greatness, thriving organizations, they're all about continuous improvement. Yes, this is working. This is incredible. How can we continue to grow and improve? And we paired that with the mindset principle of having a growth mindset, right? And a growth mindset is just someone or an organization that believes that talent and intelligence can grow and change based on our effort versus a fixed mindset, right? Where we believe that those things are what they are and they're never going to change. And so great leaders know that continuous improvement fuels growth and mitigates the risk of complacency. Listen, at the speed of business and sport and life in general right now, complacency, if you, if you get complacent, you get left behind. I mean, down to, if you get complacent in your friendships, in your marriage, it gets left behind. And continuous imp- improvement, right? It fuels growth. It stimulates our spirits. I mean, humans are designed and wired to grow and to evolve and to learn. I mean, literally our brains are wired that way. And so we have to continually learn new things and grow because it, 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 it helps us get better, but it also mitigates that risk of complacency because it activates more neuroactivity in our body. And, and systems drive consistency, right? When we build systems, processes around what we do, 
It, it drives consistency in how we run our businesses and how we run our teams, our practices, right? Our classrooms. And that consistency builds trust. We, you know, we t- we've talked several times because the leaders that we've had the, the chance to speak with are often fast paced, right? They think fast, they dream fast, they act fast. Um, and where the breakdown often happens and the bigger and bigger your organization gets, the harder this gets, right? Is because as the, those leading the charge can tend to grasp things quickly, we need to make sure that we get all of our people on the same page. And it's systems that really allow us to do that. And, and, and like Kenneth Spells, right? Dr. Kenneth Spells, the superintendent of South Bend School Corporation said, you have to have systems that produce winners, right? That means you have to have a great system because and it also means that you can't produce winners without a system. And maybe you get one and dones, but how do we create sustainable winning? And it's by having systems that allow us to perpetuate. And and let's say you're you're a business and you're getting new, you're acquiring new organizations. Well, if every time you acquire, you have to start from scratch on how we treat our people, that's wasting time. That's wasting energy, and you're going to lose some people through the cracks. Systems and processes allow us to build trust and gain efficiency and effectiveness at a more quickly rate, more quick, uh, a quicker rate. Jeez, again, I get I get so excited. A quicker rate. And then we went into talking, right? The next leadership principle was be the example. And this, so we started off with know thyself and we ended with be the example. So see what book ended every one of these other leadership principles, the individual leader, him or herself. And, and we have got to be the example. Everything we say and do matters. Everything. Everything we say and do matters. And great leaders know that they must stay fueled up Right, as an individual, we gotta we gotta learn, you know, what fills us up as at physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually, so that we can stay fueled up, so that we can keep pouring out to our people. We can't keep leading out if we don't first and foremost lead in. And that is a hard, hard, hard thing for leaders because we we often have a mind on our 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 mission and our people, right? The goals and others. And some people just have it on the goals, right? So we're trying to get you to, to also shift the lens towards taking care of your people and understanding why culture can, how culture can drive a powerful business model. Um, and sometimes we, we lose ourselves in that process and we get burnout, we get frustrated. And so we started with that concept of mindfulness, right? When we talked about knowing yourself and we have to end with that as well. Of, of being mindful about where we're at in our energy levels and what do we need to do to stay fueled up, motivated, mentally sharp, emotionally sound, physically strong and fit, right? So that we can keep pursuing the mission and taking care of our people. And we had the opportunity to talk with Coach Brian Kelly, the head football coach at the University of Notre Dame. And he, he made this awesome comment where he said, people want to be led, As leaders, sometimes we forget people want to be led and we must lead with purpose, passion, and presence. We can't lead, we can't be an absent leader, ladies and gentlemen. We've got to be present. We have to be present on our teams. We have to be present in our businesses. We have to be present in our families. We have to be present in our communities. Winning is a process, right? And we can win in our in the home, in the community, on the field, or turf or court or pool or wherever you meet your team, right? And we can win in life, but we have to lead ourselves and others with purpose, 
passion, and presence. I just love, love, love that statement, right? And then we culminated with an interview from Andrew Berlin, the CEO of Berlin Packaging, um, partner with the Chicago Cubs and owner of the South Bend Cubs, where he just talked about each one of those principles and gave his insights as both a businessman and a sports aficionado, right? And he said, you know, one of the two things that really stood out to me that were, that he said were, you know, we have to identify where our touch points are with our teams, right? But also with our customers or our clients. And then we have to optimize our ability to surprise and delight our people. Again, internally, our own team. We forget about that a lot, right? Sometimes we're so customer focused that we forget that we owe that to our people as well. And then also those um, that that we want to connect with in terms of our customers or our clients or our audience, our fans, et cetera. Um, And then the other thing is that he said, you know, we must institute, institutionalize processes that grow our people. And, and I love that because that's going to sum us up here. Leadership does not happen by accident. Growth does not happen by accident. Health does not happen by accident. A championship mindset does not happen by accident. Powerful championship caliber teams do not happen by accident. And so we must not only be intentional as leaders in developing our people, but we have to be committed to to investing in creating systems and processes that allow those things to be sustainable. If we want to see change in our world, it first and foremost starts with us. Who are we becoming as an individual? Who do we show up as every single day to our teams, to our businesses, to our families? Who is that person? And if it's not your best self, that's all right, but go to work. Go to work on you. And as you start gaining traction, right, it's going to inspire you to redirect that attention out and how do you show up every single day and deliver and lead to win yourself and others. Again, if we can help you on that journey, please reach out. Amber at selkingperformance.com. Check us out on our website, www.selkingperformance.com. We've got a team of people. Read through our performance coaches. Who, who do you connect with just by reading their backgrounds, seeing their faces? How can we help you lead in so that you can lead out? Listen, guys, life is too short. Life is too short. We have got to get it, just get fired up about who we are and what we're doing. And that can be on a big scale or that can be on a small scale, but mediocrity is a slow walk to death. And I just hope that you are inspired and encouraged and not only inspired, encouraged, I like inspiration, I like encouragement, but I like tangible stuff we can take away and do. And that's what we try to offer you on this podcast, tangible things that you can take away and do as an individual to build your mindset, hone your leadership skills, and turn up in your own life and in your world because you matter. You matter too much to sit back and waste your life and your influence and your gifts and your ability. And if you don't know what those are, start finding them out. We've given this to you. Go back over the course of this season, the last two seasons, and and pull out the championship mindset training and the leadership training that we've offered and get to work because you are too important to not put your best self out there every single day. Listen, if we want the world to change, we've got to change, and we've got to be intentional about making our worlds change. We cannot wait for the government or expect the government to do it. Regardless on what party line you sit on, it's our responsibility. It's our responsibility to manage our finances, to manage our relationships, 
to manage our lives, our businesses, our teams, our mission. Reconnect with who you are and what you're after and put the right people around you. Again, either on a small scale or big scale and get to work because it is about winning. Everything we do is about winning. Our own lives, our families, our businesses, our schools. But before we can win, we've got to have the processes that lead to winning. And we've tried to equip you with some of those. And I just want to encourage you again to get on this journey. Everything that we talked about was a building block on itself, right? We went from knowing ourselves to, to building culture, to creating performance standards, to communication, to team dynamics, to building systems, to modeling excellence as the leader. And then reflect what's going well and why so that we can replicate it. What do we need to do better and how so that we can put together a plan? And what am I learning about myself? Every single night, Write those things down. Add a note in your phone. Keep a journal by your bed. Quick little bullet list. Or just review them in your head. Right? So that, so that we can take incremental steps toward getting better. There's too much at stake, ladies and gentlemen. We got too much winning to do. We've got too much winning to do. But it starts with getting serious about who we are, what we're after, and, and the teams and organizations that we're a part of. And, and if you're in a system that you can't exercise that best self, I mean, I know it's scary, but I encourage you to figure out, well, then what's my next step? How do I find a place to get connected to and plugged into that can help me understand my gifts and tap into my potential? That might be within your work environment. It should be within your work environment. Again, at Lippert, we are on a mission to change the model of work in the world so that work really is a place that we can not only understand who our best selves are, but practice being our best selves and then get sent home to be our best selves some more in our families. Right? We're working on that mission. Um, but if, if that's not where the situation that you're in right now, one, is there an opportunity to find somewhere else? Or two, how do you reshape and rethink differently about the situation that you're in? Again, take, take responsibility of your mindset and your leadership of yourself and others. It has been beyond awesome being with you and sharing this leadership journey with you over the last four months. Um, we're going into podcast off season, right? So just like sports, we've got in seasons and out of seasons, off season. And so where you can find us during this off season is all of our social media, right? So we'll still be active on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. So Instagram at Selking Performance, Facebook, Selking Performance Group, and Twitter at Champ Mindsets. And that's where you can find us, where you can engage with us. But as always, you can find resources on our website at www.selkingperformance.com. And you can always email me directly, amber at selkingperformance.com, so that we can talk about getting you paired up and linked up with a performance coach. Again, we've got a sports mental performance coach, two sport and light, or um, I'm sorry, business leadership uh, slash life coaches on staff, and then also a performance nutrition coach. So nutrition, again, plays a huge role in, in how we function as individuals. So if we can help you in that area, please, please, please let us know. Don't wait. It matters too much. Um, and then if I can come work with you or your organization from a keynote or training perspective, beyond elated to do that. Um, this information that we know from a sports psych, human performance psychology standpoint, uh, from a system standpoint, from a leadership standpoint is too important. It's too important not to share. 
Um, and it ranges in every industry. You know, I gave a keynote address at Massage Envy's national conference a couple weeks ago, which is an incredible organization. So thank you again to CEO Joe, Joe Magnaca for that opportunity. Um, and my good friend at Jan Marini Skincare Research, John Connors, the CEO there who connected us. Uh, they're doing incredible stuff in their business. And from, uh, from skincare to massage to Notre Dame football to lipper components and manufacturing, um, mindset and leadership, drive everything we do because we've all got people in our organizations. And and so this topic is applicable from our sales teams uh, to our leadership teams and to everybody in between. Um, we we want to help you unleash that human potential. That's what I'm passionate about. That's, that's why I went back to grad school for so dang long, <laughs> not because I wanted to, but because I felt called to and it was worth it. And now I'll, I got to share this because it's, it's too good. It's too transformative in how we live our lives and show up every day from a mental health perspective and from just a performance standpoint, from a freaking being awesome standpoint, which I'm totally about. So <laughs> anyways, all right, y'all get in touch with me. Send me an email, amber at selkingperformance.com. It, thank you for being with us throughout the course of this season. Stay growing, stay passionate, keep building your mindset, keep growing your leadership abilities. Um, and, and as always, this has been Building Championship Mindsets, the podcast. And I have been your host, Dr. Amber Selking. And from the locker room to the boardroom, I just want to challenge you to continue building your championship mindset and leading to win. Brightview Medical is a patient-oriented medical healthcare organization with goals to change healthcare as we know it. By understanding the wasteful and costly healthcare system in place today, Brightview is able to create a unique opportunity that revolutionizes patient doctor visits, cuts back on costs, and increases patient satisfaction. They house all of their specialty physicians, CDC-level labs, and state-of-the-art technology in one building, providing a one-stop patient-centered environment, which is unparalleled in today's medical field. At Brightview Medical, they don't just practice medicine, they perform it. This episode was recorded and produced by TruthWork Media. If you're interested in having a podcast, look us up at truthworkmedia.com. TruthWork Media. Everyone has a story. Yours needs a podcast. <laughs>